Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. Happy Hour Drafts every day of the week and all day Sunday. Dollar off drafts and house wines, $2 off well liquors. And Liam Fitzpatrick's has tons of special events tonight. It's Taco Tuesday on Thursdays. Live music and specials all night on tacos, tequila, and margaritas. Friday's live music and happy hour, then brunch with $10 champagne over the weekend. Mention the Buff Show, get 10% off your order. Liam Fitzpatrick's Restaurant and Irish Pub in Lake Mary. LiamFitzpatrick's.com. You control the guy or the woman who runs the run, run brings out the carts on, 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 on a forklift. It's time for the Buff Show. One hundred year. Look, here's the lives. It's just. It's. I mean, you think about it. And no idea what you said, Joe, but we understand the Buff Show. Deeply held by uh, by President. Stop moving that that that, that, that uh, you know. Call? That's a teleprompter, Joe. We'll take it from here. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. And here's your host, Matt Buff. Welcome to the Matt Buff Show on this Thursday. Great to have you with us. Check out thebuffshow.com for show information, past interviews, links to our favorite and most awesome podcasting sites like Spotify that you can find the show, AM 950, 94.9 FM, The Answer Orlando, and also getting great views on our Roku TV podcast channel on the Patriot Podcast Network. Make sure to check all that out for sure. And uh, it's a great day. We got Hans von Spaskowski with us on the Buff Show with us, going to be talking about the 2,000 mules and what can be done about that. And our old friend Jackie Alnor is going to be on the show to talk about her book, The United States of Israel. But of course, it's Thursday. That means it's Freedom Foundation Thursday on The Buck Show. The Freedom Foundation is not your average think tank. The Freedom Foundation is a battle tank. Our job is to defend the rights of public employees against the nation's biggest bullies, government unions. Government unions are the single largest funder of the radical left in America. They take money directly out of the pockets of hardworking teachers and other public employees to impose their extremist agenda, which now includes closing our schools, defunding the police, and promoting racism through the teaching of critical race theory. The Freedom Foundation is here to stop all that by helping tens of thousands of public employees leave their unions in Oregon and throughout the country. We're liberating people to put their money back in their pockets and out of the union's radical political agenda. Thank you for standing with us in the biggest battle that we face as freedom fighters. Now, if that doesn't get everybody fired up, I don't know what will. Let's head over to California. This is the Outreach Director, Rachel Rachel Weigel on The Buff Show again. Rachel, great to have you back. Hi, Matt. It's always fun to be on The Buff Show. Happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you as well. And we're going to head up to Ohio as well with the Outreach Director, Lauren. Lauren Bowen is on the show with us as well. Lauren, great to have you as well. Oh, it's so wonderful. I'm so thankful. Well, it's good stuff, and everybody enjoys this segment because you guys always bring information that people just didn't know about. We have teachers that have complimented this segment, saying thank you for telling us about the Freedom Foundation. Rachel, big news in California, too. Teachers Union expected to lose about 4,000 members while gaining $2.3 million. 
<laughs> yep. So uh, the California Teachers Association, which is the biggest teachers union in the state of California, just released their 2022-2023 budget proposal. So that's for this next school year that would start in fall. And in it, they talk about that they are expecting to lose from March of 2022 of this year until the fall of this year, so the start of the new school year, they're expecting to lose approximately 4,000 members. And, you know, we always know the unions are probably rounding down, so we can really expect a loss of much higher than that. And um, that is really a testament to the work that the Freedom Foundation is doing in California and the work that teachers are doing on the ground. We are seeing tons of grassroots movements where teachers who have opted out in California are telling their coworkers, they're spreading the word to their friends and their colleagues, and then helping them opt out of the union too, because teachers are just fed up with the leftist agenda that the California Teachers Union is pushing. This union has lost more than 35,000 members since its high water mark in 2018. And you and it's in the article. We're going to post this on thebuffshow.com. That's equivalent to the entire membership of, of the Colorado Education Association. It's a it's it's because of this garbage that they're sending down to teachers and they're funding things that the teachers just don't want to see funded. Exactly. And they have, you know, we've said it before, they have overplayed their hands. They have shown their true colors and teachers who used to be proud of their teachers union, teachers who maybe just weren't really aware of what their teachers union were doing are now being hit in the face with exactly what this teachers union wants to do. And, you know, we saw earlier this week, um, a California legislature pushing for drag queen 101, drag show 101 pushed into the curriculum and, you know, it may seem like a joke, but they're pretty serious about these kinds of things. And these are the politicians that the teachers unions are funding. They are funding their campaigns. They are lining the pockets of these politicians. And these politicians are pushing these agendas on behalf of the teachers union. And teachers in California are just, they're just reaching their breaking point. They're well past their breaking point. And we are seeing teachers leaving in the thousands. Yeah, this story that you just mentioned, California Senator plans to introduce legislation adding Drag Queen 101 to K-12 education. And this same Democrat is behind the state of California's law softening sex offender requirements for sodomy with minors, suggests that he would add additional legislation adding Drag Queen 101 in addition to that. Rachel... This is falling apart all over the world and people, not just teachers, but my goodness, people that are paying dues to this nonsense, they're absolutely getting fed up with it. Thousands and thousands are leaving, but we have to protect our kids and these guys aren't doing it and the parents are fed up too. Oh yeah. And we we're seeing across the country, all kinds of talk of, you know, grooming in the school system and the perpetuation of child sexualization. And, you know, California is really the breeding ground for that. California is where they push these agendas as far as they possibly can to see what's going to work, to see what they can get through. And then it spreads to the other states. So that's why in California, we really need to fight. We really need to hold the line and, and make sure that these things don't progress so far because they're going to spread to all the other states. Whatever they can be successful with here, they're going to push down the line. Mm -hmm. Well, in Ohio, what the liberals call a flyover state, 
Yeah. They're seeing that, or is it all wine and roses up there, Lauren? Are you oh, guys explaining the, you're finding the same things with these uh, unions for the school boards and everything. They're, they're, you're finding the same things in flyover country. Yes, it's it's obnoxious. We have to remember that the unions at the federal level, the the NEA and the AFT, they're run by radical leftists, if not socialists. So their influence permeates throughout the whole country. <laughs> it certainly is. You wrote this fantastic article. We're going to post this as well. A lot of articles from the Freedom Foundation on the Buff Show today, guys. Get ready. Get ready to read <laughs> and get knowledge. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. But you wrote this. Educator uses former union fees to help human trafficking victims. Human trafficking is something that politicians gloss over. Right. Even though it's a real problem. So somebody's yeah. taking their fees that they were paying to the union and helping real victims. Talk about that. Yes. Amen. It, it, it's just, it makes my heart sing to have met this educator. I was at um, a little event in Cincinnati that was meant to thank teachers for all their hard work and for their dedication to the kids. And I just went there to network and chat and just, you know, make a nice introduction with these fine educators. And I was explaining to this one about leaving the union. She's like, well, I've already done that. She said, I attended a seminar of yours over the internet and had thought about leaving the next Sunday at church. There was a missionary talking about modern day slavery, which is rampant. I mean, slavery in the modern era is more than it's ever been in history because of this human trafficking and, and, and pushing victims all over the world, children, young children, um, older females, even very vulnerable people. And she said she had such a heart and a burden to, to want to help this ministry and, and, and support this cause that she thought that her union dues could be redirected. And, and because she had attended our webinar, she knew exactly how to leave and the money she saved on union dues went to help these victims. That is phenomenal. And you approached her about writing this article up. I'm sure she was happy to do that because um, when you talk, when you say in here, it shouldn't take a choice as stark as union greed versus human need. And you mentioned that this is human day slavery. Yeah. Putting the money where the mouth is is something we don't see a lot. So that's awesome. It is. It is. And, and you know, Matt, in this, era where we have inflation and gas prices are going up and groceries are so expensive and middle-class America, they're, they're having to make their dollars stretch. And so it gets harder and harder to, to get the money together, to, to donate and support causes that are near and dear to us. So union dues is just one, one way quitting them and, and, and quitting funding these unions is just one way that middle-class America can continue to support the causes they're passionate about. That is that is awesome. See, we we have good news stories. What's the price in uh, for gas in California where you live, Rachel? Oh gosh, it's a it's getting close to eight dollars a gallon in certain areas. Oh my goodness, eight dollars a gallon. You don't have that in Ohio, do you, Lauren? It's about five, isn't it? Um, it is a little over five for regular, um, but for these you know trucks and cars that require a higher grade, um, it's nearing six dollars. Yeah, here in Florida, we're approaching $5 pretty fast, pretty fast. And 
one thing we're seeing is people can't afford to pay union dues when it comes to high inflation and things like that. Cut out that money and do better things with it for your family and for others. Rachel, we're seeing all, all kinds of things. In San Francisco, they just recalled the DA. People, If they're recalling people in San Francisco, that means there's hope for this country. And these people are seeing this because they are supported. That DA was supported by that county and that those unions in that county and these radicals, we can't let them continue to punish us with what we just talked about with gas prices and, and what's happening to our kids. Oh, yeah. There's something very interesting happening in San Francisco because that's actually the second recall that's been successful in a row. They recalled mm -hmm. three school board members in uh, San Francisco just a few months ago. And so there is there's a you know, San Francisco is definitely uh, arguably one of the furthest leftist agenda cities in the country. And we're seeing that, you know, they're having to pull back some because they pushed it just a little too far. And and people people weren't OK with that. The crime. <laughs> I think the crime was the nail in the coffin there. We saw the videos happening. How far are you from San Francisco? I'm down in Southern California, so I, it's a good, you know, eight hour drive from me, but um, a quick little flight and I'm up there. Well, you don't need to go. It's OK. <laughs> I mean, you, you probably have meetings up there. But Lauren, the, the, the same thing. We just had the elections up in, in Ohio. Yes. Conservative candidates did pretty well. We're seeing a movement. And, and Rachel mentioned the school boards. We're seeing a big movement with the school boards in Ohio as well. Yes. Everyday people are stepping up to be warriors for our kids. Parents, community members, business owners, people of faith, they're fighting for our children because this is the United States of America and our children deserve to have a voice and people look out for them. Yeah, absolutely. We also had some more good news. I want to stay with you, Lauren, on this. The American Federation of State, County, and Municipal Employees asks me, right? Yep. Did I get that about right? <laughs> it's a tongue twister, Matt. <laughs> it's tough for me. I get, you know, I got different people I'm talking to and I got to read I stuff. Know. And then they throw that acronym at me. Come I on. Know, I know. No one pronounces <laughs> it right. <laughs> but the good news is they have instructed their attorney attorneys to settle a, a lawsuit filed earlier this year, accusing the city of Cincinnati and union of stealing vacation time from public employees. They're stealing their vacation time to what fun Joe Biden's I mean, what, what are they doing with this money? And, and so they won and they're getting their money back, right? Yes. Well, they're getting their vacation time returned to them, which could translate into dollars because in a lot of these government positions, public employees are allowed to cash out their vacation for money when they retire or, or at a certain point in the year. Um, so, so it all adds up to be a lot for these public employees, whether it's in the form of vacation or the dues they pay every other week. Um, it's significant and, and, it, and it's a significant burden these public employees pay. And, you know, with Margaret, um, she was tired and fed up and she was sick of redirecting her vacation to the union uh, to use at their own whim to, to do who knows what. I mean, the, the amount of hours they're collecting from public employees in the city of Cincinnati could really fund 
three government employees to go to Hawaii for a whole year to do union business. And who's to say that's not what they're doing? Rachel, we can talk more about how to spend that money. Absolutely, we can. Because the the National School Board Union was handed billions of dollars and they're not spending it at all. We came up with a plan on the Buff Show to take $26 billion of that and protect our schools. And we can do that with single points of entry. We can box them in. If somebody comes in, tries to hurt our kids, we can box them in and bulletproof glass and automatic door locks. We can lock the doors. And there's plenty of retired police officers and military members that would love to stand guard. It's something that we have to do. This administration, the unions for the school boards are not interested. They made it clear they're not interested in what they call hardening the schools. But what are they doing with the billions of the COVID cash that we sent them? I don't see new ventilation. They're not doing. What are they doing with it? I know I know you probably don't know everything. but <laughs> Well, yeah, you're correct. They don't have any interest in hardening the schools and, and making the schools physically safer in a crisis situation. In fact, they're doing the opposite. The California Teachers Association actively worked to remove police officers and resource officers from schools in California, especially in downtown Los Angeles, one of the most dangerous areas in the country. They removed all of the resource officers from school campuses, and then they saw an increase in school injuries and school crime and school gun related issues. Of course, that's going to happen when you pull all of the protectors out of the school. And so um, we actually have a teacher in Los Angeles, Glenn Laird, who um, was in an active lawsuit with us. And and um, because of the defund the police movement that United Teachers of Los Angeles pushed to remove those those resource officers, because he was a teacher who had gun violence on his campus. He saw as one of his students die due to gun violence on campus. And so he is an activist now pushing for keeping resource officers and keeping police officers in schools, especially in Los Angeles. And so we know the union is not interested in that. They're pushing the exact opposite of hardening schools. And instead, like you said, they are getting billions of dollars and they're using it a lot of times to line the pockets of the union leaders. In fact, you know, even in the budget we saw released just last week, they are increasing dues for all of the members that are staying in to make up for the 4,000 that they're losing so that they're still going to end up ahead, even with less members. And what they're using that money towards is to increase the salary of all of the union officers, the state officers, by an average of $75,000 a year. And they're increasing their budget for things like travel, activism, more politics, all of the things that don't actually help children and don't actually help the teachers who are in the schools day to day. It's just weird when they, they, they go to the other extreme. They go and say, we don't want to protect kids and put action into place not to protect the kids. Lauren, we in Florida, uh, Governor DeSantis just passed a law to help school resources for protecting our kids. Do you see anything like that happening with the boards up in or the governor in in uh, Ohio? Yes, absolutely. Um, there is a contingency of patriotic, God-fearing people that care about 
the safety of our kids at schools from the inner cities um, here in Ohio, especially where where we, as in Los Angeles, believe it or not, see a very high rate of crime in our school systems and gang related activity. And there's meaningful conversation happening right now about how to train our educators in carrying an, a firearm in their classroom. And of course, you wouldn't believe this, Matt and Rachel, but the Ohio Education Association is against it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we have Moms for Liberty on the case to help you guys out. They yeah. come on the show every Wednesday. We flipped about 20 seats in New York, New York, when it came to school boards. We're going to do the same thing in Ohio. I know the primaries are over. It's getting we're, we're getting ready for that general election, and November will be here before you know it. And I feel, Rachel and Lauren, I'll give you guys the last word on this. I feel you guys are going to see a lot more people coming, just like we saw the 4,000 we talked about at the beginning of the segment. People coming to you for advice on how to get out of their union because the school board elections are going to be just as important as the state and uh, federal uh, legislator yes. uh, elections. I think, uh, Lauren, you first. Do you do you agree with that? It's oh, going to be the same. Oh, a hundred percent. These public employees that are faithful servants that are just trying to do right by their families and right by the people of Ohio and doing their jobs every day. Um, and working hard, they they feel like they have heavy hearts and they're burdened by what these unions are standing for. And they come to us and they're they're relieved that we're here to help them and that we can work with them to get them out of their unions and, and keep their money from funding this nonsense. That's right. Rachel, last word to you. It's a tougher climb where you are in California, but as you, you heard, the same lunacy is happening in Ohio. It's happening here in Florida. It has spread everywhere and the fight continues. Absolutely. And, you know, just like Lauren said, these public workers, they don't want to be politicized. They very much, very often get thrown under the bus by the union. They get, they become the scapegoats for so many things, especially teachers. And you know, they come to us just so grateful to even have this information because no one else is telling them. The government's definitely not telling them that they can leave their union. Their employers surely aren't telling them they can leave their union. Freedom Foundation is the only organization telling them this. And, you know, they are always just so grateful and many times have never ha even known that this was an option for them. And we know that the more that this gets talked about and the more that People are talking about politics because of the election. The more people are going to find out about it and come and find us and we'll be able to help them get out. Yes. Yeah, that's right. We're not just doing a commercial here, guys. We're talking about real world examples. Yes. Read Lauren's uh, letter or article that she wrote about this woman who's helping tra uh, trafficking victims. And these are real world effects that we're talking about here. Freedomfoundation.com. They're hiring. There's jobs available. There's outreach positions available. And we want everybody to get involved. This is a great time to get a job, people. Mm -hmm. Things are expensive. Rachel and Lauren, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show again. And it's been just an absolute pleasure having you. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Happy to be on. 
Okay, have a great weekend. We'll be back on The Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Hey, Matt Buff from The Buff Show. I love being in the middle of nowhere with the family. Problem is, I can't get any service out here. I wish there was a better solution. Maybe like a satellite phone or something. Let me head back to the office and check this out. All right, let's check this out. Satellitephonestore.com. Oh, look at this. Very cool. Do I need a satellite phone? Well, it says satellite phones provide voice, SMS, and data services anywhere on the earth. And you don't have to rely on cell phone networks. Very cool. Satellite phones work everywhere when you're outside. All right, what's this? Why do I need a satellite terminal? With one of these devices, you can stay in communication without a dedicated satellite phone. Better yet, you can text, call, and depending on the device, use all your favorite smartphone apps too. Hey, what's this bivy stick? The new Bivy Stick is the smallest and simplest to use radium global satellite communications and tracking device in the world. Wow, the smallest and most simple satellite communication device weighs just 100 grams. About half the weight of your cell phone. Look at this, one to three days delivery. Very cool. Call 941-841-0844. I will do that. 941-841-0844. Visit SatellitePhoneStore.com for special offers. Or you can visit SAT1234.com and mention The Buff Show. 941-841-0844. Hey, you may have heard radio show hosts talking trash on solar. Yes, even conservative talk show hosts. There was a silly comparison to trucks running 10,000 miles, carbon emissions, and panel production. It came off as like a liberal argument against a liberal problem. Shallow knowledge as opposed to experts in the field. Politics, global warming, and other environmental concerns aside, the number one reason to buy solar is simple math. Have you looked at your power bill? It has risen in the last five years. How much more will it go up in the next five years? It's a rigged game and all solar energy empowers you to stop playing a rigged game. A solar electric system freezes your costs and shields you from upcoming rate increases. If you choose to finance a solar electric system, the payment on a system that zeroes out your bill is typically less than your current power bill. This is simple math. Call All Solar Energy in Longwood tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or online at www.allsolarenergy.com. More information on this later in the show. Welcome back to the Matt Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us on this Thursday. Took you back to 1997. Why would I do that? 1997. Well, in 1997, the Miami Herald, the staff, won a Pulitzer Prize for in-depth investigation of the Miami mayor race in 1997. The Herald revealed so much fraud, some of it involving absentee ballots, that the election was overturned by a court. 1997. Boy, if times have changed. Let's go to Hans von Spaskowski on the Buff Show, Heritage Foundation Manager, Election Law Reform Initiative, Senior Legal Fellow, Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies, and recent star of the hit movie, 2000 Mules. Hans, <laughs> welcome back to the show. <laughs> Thanks. I, I probably didn't surprise you that uh, no, no Hollywood agents have called me yet uh, over my appearance in the movie. So I guess uh, the, the mainstream uh, does, has no interest in watching that movie. 
I don't think those Hollywood agents have seen that movie. Probably it's, not. It's getting censored like the real Dr. Anthony Fauci book by Kennedy. So, I mean, right. it's just, if they're not, if they're so, if they're not afraid of it and don't take it seriously, why all the censorship haunts? Well, because they don't want anyone actually looking at or examining the very serious questions it brings up about uh, what happened in particular states in the 2020 election. And you know, what's so ridiculous or absurd about the criticism, and this includes, by the way, fact, so-called so fact checks by yeah. the Associated Press, is that um, they're criticizing the use, as you know, of the geo-tracking data um, that was used basically by the filmmakers and True the Vote to find these 2,000 mules, these individuals who apparently were going from one absentee ballot drop box to another, averaging like 35 drop boxes. And you're sitting there going, what are they doing at these drop boxes? Where are they getting these absentee ballots? Anyway, they're criticizing the use of this geo-tracking data, which you and I and everybody else use every day to get what? Map direction. And they're saying, oh, it's too inaccurate. Um, it's too inaccurate to use. Uh, and yet not only do we use it, but as you very well know, law enforcement uses this these days to find and track down criminals, too. No, they absolutely do. They don't like when Dinesh and True the Vote and you point to tracking devices. That hurts their cause. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. what it is. It hurts their cause. Um, even New York Times said shortly after 2020 that we had to steal the election. To save America from Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and by the way, you know, look, look, this this documentary raises very serious questions. What ought to be happening now, which which is something that a filmmaker like Dinesh D'Souza, look, what he can't do is convene a grand jury and pull these mules, these individuals who are dropping off scores of absentee ballots before a grand jury and say. Where did you get these ballots? Were these fraudulent ballots? Did you steal them from voters? Were these legitimate ballots? Who was paying you to do this? Yeah. Those are the kind of questions that would resolve whether what was going on was illegal behavior or some somehow legitimate. But you'll you'll notice, Matt, uh, do you see that happening in any of the states? No. No, not at all. I want everybody to check out the article. We're going to post it on thebuffshow.com, the fraud that dare not speak its name. And that's exactly right. There's some of these yeah, mules yeah. that would fit, uh, would uh, go to 38 different drop boxes throughout the yes. night. And yeah, the payment. And I love how you referenced that uh, 1997 Pulitzer Prize for the Miami Herald in, right. in the article because there was pay-for-play scheme in mail-in ballots and that. And we probably have the same thing here on a widespread level. And I love how you and the movie pointed out the fact that this is really localized to, you know, nine different states, maybe six different states where... Right the swing was in effect and that's, you could localize this pretty well if you're law enforcement. No, that's right. And look, in the 1997 case in Miami, you know, the, the judge in that case, when he overturned the election estimated that there were five, at least 5,000, 5,000 fraudulent ballots. Now think about how close the margin was 
in some of these states. And keep in mind, again, something that the media hasn't publicized, but uh, for those who say, oh, it isn't possible for this kind of fraud to happen, this kind of vote trafficking, the collection of absentee ballots, just last week, the former mayor of a town in Arizona who had become a Democratic political consultant, guess what, pleaded guilty to engaging in exactly this kind of activity, illegal vote trafficking. She was going to voters' homes and taking their ballots and in many cases, apparently, she was saying, well, here, just sign it and give it to me. I'll fill it out. Yes, we put the story out there. And that is just unbelievable fraud. Yeah. We put the story out there. Former U.S. congressman pleads guilty of election fraud. Hans, we also have this story breaking on the Gateway Pundit. Um, that was yesterday morning. 8,239 New Jersey voter regist voters registered two times to six times using, su using subtle name changes. 33,572 don't have valid date of birth. I mean, if you looked at that right there and remember how close that race was for New Jersey governor. Right. That, that would overturn that if they looked at that. But why are no, I mean, these are real numbers and real guilty pleas, Hans. <laughs> no, I, I, I know. But look, part of the problem we have here is prosecutors just not uh, willing to and interested in investigating and prosecuting these cases. Look, um, uh, you know, Florida, unfortunately, uh, has prosecutors down there have no interest in looking at these cases, uh, too. And New Jersey, if you look at our election fraud database that we maintain at the Heritage Foundation, which lists proven cases of fraud. New Jersey is one of the bad places where fraud happens all the time. Excellent segue. I was going right to that next. And we're going to post this link. It's heritage.org slash voter fraud. Uh, it's a sampling of recent election fraud cases from across the United States. And this database is proven instances of election fraud. There's right. 1,300, over 1,300 proven, proven incidents. Um, criminal convictions are over a thousand. Civil penalties, forty-eight. We can go on and on. Can you imagine what the database would look like if we actually listened to all the people that signed an affidavit that were poll workers and truck drivers? <laughs> yeah, or or uh, the very same organization that did that New Jersey report, the Public Interest Legal Foundation. You, you know, they they sent a state records request in Florida down to your ten biggest counties and said. We want all criminal referrals that your county election officials sent to local DAs for election fraud that happened in the 2020 election. Nine of the 10 counties came back and said, we sent 156 criminal referrals of election fraud to local DAs. Uh, Public Interest Legal Foundation then checked with those DAs and checked the courts. Uh, Matt, care to guess how many of those cases were investigated and prosecuted? I'll take the underhaws. Zero. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely zero. And one county, Hillsborough County in Florida, wrote back and said, oh, well, we never send criminal referrals to the local DA. So even when they find election fraud, they do nothing about it. Times have changed because I have video of Hillary Clinton going across the networks in 2016 saying the election was stolen. 
right. by Russians. They even hired a special counsel for that. So that wasn't all that long ago, Hans. And and yet this time we've seen the biggest cover-up of evidence. I'm not saying, I can't definitively say the entire election was stolen. I feel pretty good about that. And I say, right, yeah. I joke about it on the show, but it's it's serious. I want to hear those testimonies. I want to take a look at the machines. I want to see why these ballots are coming in with incorrect signatures. And I want to hear primetime evidence on why that congressperson did what she did and was she alone. I mean, we if we get to the bottom of it, I would bet that I would bet the over. I bet the election was stolen. But the fact that this is a major cover-up, even by the likes of Fox News, is just remarkable. Well, it is. Um, look, any time someone brings forward uh, evidence of potential fraud, it needs to be investigated to to determine whether it's true or not. And look, you and I both know uh, some of these claims may have turned out not to be credible, not to, not to be real, but others are. And the only way you are going to restore the confidence of the American people and the integrity of the election uh, system is to investigate and prosecute when these kind of problems uh, come up. And that's for all Americans. I, I don't care which political party they support. All of them want fair and honest elections. And you're not going to get that if prosecutors aren't willing to investigate and prosecute and election officials aren't willing to, when they find fraud, actually do anything about it. I want to talk about the mules because you were part of that movie, which right. was great. And then also um, we had Dinesh D'Souza on the show and uh, I asked him the same question with that data that was collected by true the vote. Um, can that be turned over to local law authorities? I mean, we know that a lot of people are part of the cover up, but I, I'm not saying we have to dox all that, all those millions of hours. We don't have to dox those people, but there's got to be a way to bring that. And just from the data collected from your movie and say, look, we got to at least open this up for a filing against these people and get to the bottom of where they got paid and how they got their and how they got their ballots. Yeah, look, as we were saying at the beginning of our discussion, um, look, law enforcement, um, uses geo-tracking data all the time. Right. And what did True the Vote do? Well, they identified 2,000 individual cell phones that were constantly going from one Dropbox to another. They then combined that with official government video surveillance of some of those Dropboxes to match the geo-tracking data and the phone when it was close to a Dropbox with the person who appeared at the Dropbox. That's, that's more than enough for law enforcement to identify those individual mules and then go bring them in and question them and find out, like I said, what they were doing, where they got the ballots, who was paying them to do it, and whether there was any illegal activity going on, like potentially coercion and pressure on voters to turn over their absentee ballots. That's the kind of investigation that ought to happen. And I don't understand why law enforcement isn't doing this. Are you still in contact with True the Vote? Have they heard any movement on this at all from any DAs or Justice Department? No, I, I haven't talked to them. But uh, frankly, given my experience in this area of how law enforcement, both at the state and federal level, with rare exceptions, tends to want to just ignore this, I, I would seriously doubt they've been contacted by anybody. 
Well, when we look at what happened in Arizona, for example, um, it was just remarkable. There was reports that night. I don't know if I don't know where you were. <laughs> it's, it's like a Kennedy thing. Where were you on the <laughs> night that all the machines were turned off and the ballots were stopped counting? We were starting to hear stuff at two in the morning about all kinds of stuff of uh, uh, dump trucks pulling up. You remember the uh, pipe leak? the bathroom leak in Georgia. And then all of a sudden those came from under this started right away. Hans, did you, did you start following this right away and seeing this oh, potential? No, no, I did. And, and like, look, talking about Arizona, and this again shows what isn't being done. That should be done is remember the the state Senate there conducted a huge audit of Maricopa County, which is about 70% of the vote in Arizona. Look, the audit, when they completed it, had brought up all kinds of issues that needed to be investigated. You know, they found, for example, that there were potentially thousands of individuals who may have been registered in more than one county in the state and voted twice in the election. What should have happened when that audit report came out is what? Local election officials and law enforcement should have investigated those issues that the audit brought up, pulled out, pulled out the individual files of the voters who are potentially registered in two different states and investigated it and find out whether it's true or not. Is it really the same person? Did they vote twice? Is it two different people who have the same name? We would resolve all of these questions over the election if they did their job, which is to take the information from the audit and investigate it thoroughly and find out one way or another what exactly happened. But again, Matt, do you see that happening? No, no, and and I don't know why either because I watched the result of that um, of investigation in Arizona, which every day was they were trying to shut it down, yeah. and just the the signature form just on the envelope alone was the most troubling thing I've seen in any election. Not to mention the machines and the duplicates that you mentioned. Right there. Jessica Tarloff from uh, Fox News, the liberal on the panel, typically, if somebody dares question the election, she goes, do you think it was stolen? Do you think it was stolen? And nobody ever answers. I would love to get Jessica on the show with you. <laughs> so we can say, let, let's just look. Let's just take a look. And multimedia company, they think it's bad for their audience to talk about this. And I don't understand why they think it's bad. I think a lot of audience wonders why they're paying $5 a gallon of gas and there's a huge caravan coming to the border. They want to know how these things happen because it never ends up good. I hate to tell you this, but uh, premium gas in the D.C. area is now at $6 a gallon. Oh, my goodness. So have they changed the, the signs out there to add another digit? I mean, do you think uh, we're going to? I think we may get that way because, as you know, I mean, it's an entirely different topic. But look, the people around Biden are crazy, radical, and environmentalists who want gas prices high because they don't think people ought to be driving their cars. They want these prices high and they don't want to do anything to solve this problem that the average American is facing. They're acting like they don't care. There's clips that have been playing all over of uh, a Congress. You know, and if you're in the Senate, 
you're supposed to be looking out for your constituents yeah. and you're talking about driving by and waving at gas stations in your new EV. Well, a lot of Americans don't have $70,000 to drop on an electric it. vehicle right. and, and do all those things. And the charging stations that require fossil fuels aren't up to snuff yet. So they're trying to create a, a, a utopian situation that just simply is not possible. It can't exist. Right. And right. everybody's paying for that, but you're right. They don't care. Because we're the little people. Just give us your vote and shut your mouths. Yeah, it's unfortunately very, very true. And we're all paying the cost of that. Well, we need the staff from the 1997 uh, Miami Herald to uh, maybe brush off their notepads (laughs) and come back. Do you see any enterprising? I mean, Dinesh does a phenomenal job. Was that the first time you worked with him? Uh, It is. And uh, they did a terrific job putting that documentary together. Yeah, Salem Media uh, executive produced that. So you did a fantastic job in that. You guys can watch it on the Patriot Podcast Network on Roku TV. And uh, Hans, your movie career, I think, is really going to take off, at least in the conservative movement. It's going to be great. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. Hans von Spakowski, thank you so much for joining us on The Buff Show. We're going to post these links everywhere that we talked about today. Even the Pulitzer Prize from 1997, we're going to post that. Have a great weekend and enjoy the clown show tonight. All righty. Take care. All right. Sounds good. There's Hans von Spuskowski, everyone. We'll be back on the Buff Show. You guys stay with us. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning is the official pressure washing company of the Buff Show. While Matt's doing the dirty work on the show, Action Plus Pressure Washing has been doing the dirty work for the last 15 years in Central Florida. They use a soft wash system to clean pool enclosures, driveways, pool decks, houses, and commercial property. They even clean large and small parking lots and buildings. Wow! Action Plus offers other services such as lawn maintenance, one-time service to weekly service, mowing, weeding, edging, and trimming, and hauling away debris. You can get more than one service, and they offer bundle pricing. Check out their weekly, bi-weekly, and monthly services for lawn maintenance and ask about their free standard two-driveway with house wash services. Family-owned and operated, get your free estimate at actionpluspressurecleaning.com or call 386-506-1048. That's 386-506-1048. Action Plus Pressure Cleaning. They aim to please. Since 2012, Cellulartronics has been providing Central Florida with the best phone repair, electronics repair, and computer repair. They fix all electronics from iPhone, Samsung, Sony, and many more. They also do TV repair and fix your tablets. Right now, you can get a glass back cover for the iPhone 8 to an iPhone X for only $95. iPhone 11 and up back covers are only $120. With one super convenient location, 31 South Charles Richard Beale Boulevard in DeBerry. Or call them at 386-516-6185. Visit CellularTronics.com. CellularTronics. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. A family and law enforcement owned company where you can get custom built ARs with purpose built precision. They have a full line of handguns like Glock, Six Hour, Smith & Wesson and get your everyday carry items and accessories. Moreover, they are your Liberty Safe dealer. Need training? Veritas Tactical has all you need from getting your CCW to advanced tactical courses, female survival courses and force on force scenarios. Veritas Tactical has a full time gunsmith on site. Sarah Coding Services. Laser engraving and more. Mention the Buff Show and get a $25 discount on courses. You'll find Veritas Tactical at 207 North Goldenrod Road, Suite 200 in Orlando. Contact Veritas Tactical, 407-309-3000. 407-309-3000. And at VeritasTactical.com. Veritas Tactical. Tactical. 
Welcome back to the Mad Buff Show. Great to have you rolling along with us on this Thursday. We talk about the craziness in the world, but is it all for a specific plan or reason? And what's going on with our uh, friends in Israel? We don't have a friendly administration in the in the White House right now. This regime does. Uh, I remember when Barack Obama kept Benjamin Netanyahu waiting for about three hours in the waiting room. Just disrespectful. Now, Biden doesn't know who ben- Benjamin Netanyahu is. He doesn't know even where Israel is. Probably couldn't point it out on a map. But his staff sure does. And those socialists are after Israel. And we've heard the likes of Elon Omar and everything like that. And we're going to talk more about that with our old friend, Jackie Alnor. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Great to have you. Good to see you, Matt. Well, we haven't talked in about, what, seven years on a show together? <laughs> That's true. You can tell when the last time was by the age of your youngest son. <laughs> yeah, who's 11 now. Ooh. <laughs> That's, That's been a while. <laughs> time is flying, and it's time for everyone to check out Jackie's new book, The United States of Israel, America in End Times Prophecy. It's available on Amazon, wherever books are sold. We'll put the link on the buffshow.com. So very excited about the new book, Jackie. I uh, can't imagine why you'd look around at today's world and go, well, everything seems fine. Yeah, well, <laughs> things are really wrapping up as far as history goes, you know, because if all eyes on Israel and the uh, situation, though, that I talk about in my book is that all eyes on Israel isn't the same thing as all eyes on Judah. And that's where people, you know, have been preconditioned to not see that the promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and and Judah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, did not all uh, contain just the one tribe, but all the tribes. And there's been cults that have, you know, gotten some things right and some things wrong on the topic, but they've made everybody afraid to even look at the fact that the promises to the patriarchs was that they would not only be a nation, but they would be a company of nations and that the, they would be, their offspring would be as, as, multi, as big as the sands of the, of the sea and the stars in the heavens. And that can't just speak of Israel as we know it today. And so that's hard for people to accept because my contention is that of all the tribes of Israel, it makes up about a fourth of the planet. And and Judah is Judah. And that's where, you know, the Bible talks about the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And that prophecy says the two will be two nations in the end times. And the two sticks of Ezekiel 38 would be or would be two sticks would come together in his hand, two nations. And who are those two nations? Because the Bible says that there will be two nations and that they will become as one. And, you know, that's hard to grasp. But there's only one nation on the planet that contains all of those tribes, including the tribe of Judah. And I make the case in this book for that. And, you know, I'm not teaching exactly British Israelism like some cults have taught because that's only a small piece of the picture. They're only one of many 
of where the lost sheep of the house of Israel were scattered back in 720 BC. So you talk about America as being that nation and in the book where you say it's hidden in plain sight, it's hiding in plain sight, the destiny for America, which is really remarkable because America does have or had a lot of standing and dictate what happens to the world. And a lot of people think America is the stopgap between people invading Israel. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes, I would. And I see that prophetically when you understand who all the players are. Uh, again, going back to to Ezekiel, and it has to do with the Gog and Magog War. You know, all the prophecy teachers are talking about the Gog and Magog War. And yet, when you look at the passage in Ezekiel about the Gog and Magog War, which they all say is, you know, Russia is Gog coming down against Israel, you'll see that they do come down against Israel. But while Gog is attacking Israel, a thought comes into his mind that he would go up against the land of unwalled villages. And I contend that is us. So that Russia cannot attack Israel without having to be concerned about the reaction and the response of the United States. And so whatever the hook in the jaw that brings, that brings him down upon Israel, where the Jews have come back, I'm not, the Jews are the Jews, and that's where the, some of the cults got it wrong, you know, trying to say the Jews aren't the Jews. Well, they are. And they're coming yeah. back was a prof, a prophetic fulfillment. And so, but they were the Jews and they were the Southern tribe of, of Israel, the Northern tribes, which ended up, you know, going all being dispersed throughout the nations. They still, they merged with the Gentiles, as we know from the Samaritans, that they did merge, but they were still his people. And he still knows who they are, but they have to be, as the sands of the sea, they have to be a huge multitude. And you can't say that about the small little country of Israel. And uh, of course, it was America that helped establish the nation of Israel in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I've loved talking about this with you for all these years. And I look at the manifestation of this happening. Um, when you talk about Gog and Magog, of course, that's Russia and Iran. Would you agree that Iran is part of that scenario, too? Sure sounds like it, Persia. And then you also, in the book, examine who is in the lineup of powers that will manifest during the final years of the historic era, which is known as the Tribulation. Mm-hmm. So... Talk about what you see with like the WHO, what's going on in Davos with the World Economic Forum and uh, talking about this global economy that is really coming together. I mean, you've seen this manifest in real time, especially in the last two years. Yes. And I believe that that uh, what we're seeing come together with the EU is the fulfillment of the prophecies uh, in Daniel of the ten-toed kingdoms, of the restoration of the Roman Empire, which a lot of prophecy teachers understand that to be from the two legs of iron down to the iron mixed with clay. And I believe that that is the restoration of the Roman Empire, which I believe the World Economic Forum and uh, even the UN and all of these globalists are trying to restore. 
And that's why they fought so hard against Brexit, because, see, they want to have that same, um, you know, control over the same nations that that uh, the Roman, the, the original Roman Empire had control over. And that's where, again, where I feel the Pope fits in <laughs> as as the the spiritual side of that. And I still see an expectation of the Antichrist rising through through that system. And and he's preparing the way by making a global economy. A, he wants a global village, let's say. And so uh, as, as that's all forming, they're distinct from Israel and America. Uh, and I see Israel and America being those two nations who are being attacked. And uh, so I don't see as us so much joining with the uh, with the, with the with the EU as much as being set aside from them. And uh, we'll see how it all plays out. See, with with prophecy, it, it it helps us to make sense of things as they happen, but we can't totally predict specifics, you know. And and that's what a lot of people I think try to do. But with, with Bible prophecy, even when things were fulfilled in the first coming of Christ, the apostles looked back and said, wow, did he not tell us that? It's like they don't realize it until after the fact. And I think that we have to widen our perspective to see things as they're going on because we don't have it all figured out. So in the book, The United States of Israel, I want everybody to check it out. You also mentioned the 144,000 witnesses that are present there. And you can really tie this into the trek back to Israel. Yes, yes, because the 144,000 will not be 144,000 Jews. It will be 144,000 each of the tribes of Israel, except for the tribe of Dan. <laughs> and and I, I contend in the book that that is going to be the cursed tribe from which springs the Antichrist. But, you know, I get into that a bit. But uh, there's still 12 tribes because the tribe of Joseph is split between Ephraim and Manasseh. And so there's still 12. And so they're not, they, these, these, I'm not saying that all 144,000 are going to come out of America. I think they're going to come out of the countries, as I said before, where Christianity spread in the first century, where where Jesus says he was sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And that's where they spread. And history shows even that's where Christianity spread. So it was exactly as Jesus said. And, um, you know, there's there's a lot of New Testament passages, too. And I can tell you one in a minute that really shows, you know, shows that to be true. So this isn't just Old Testament, it's New Testament as well. And people just can't get behind the fact that they think it's anti-Semitic when it's not because there's going to be 12,000 from the house of Judah. And there's, you know, because gee, God knows who they are, even that, even when we don't. And, and of course, you know, back in the, in the time, even of Jesus, when Jesus was there, um, remember when he revealed who the first person he revealed himself to was the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. And the Samaritan, the, the, the apostles were shocked that he was talking to a woman, let alone the Samaritans. And the scripture says, because the Jews 
had no look down on on the Samaritans. They wanted no part of the Samaritans. And the Samaritans, by you know, Bible scholars have said that they were mixed in with the Gentiles and they were a, a, a remnant of the northern tribes that were left there and mixed in with, with you know, the, everybody else who was there. And so they were looked down upon. But Jesus, when he spoke to that Samaritan woman, she says, oh, well, could you be the Christ? You know, the ones that our fathers, uh, you know, in Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob spoke of. So even though she wasn't called a Jew, she was called the Samaritan woman. She still says she was of her, she was from the same as, and Jesus says, well, salvation is with the Jews. Yes, it is. They held the temple. They were the the line in which the Messiah would come through. And then he revealed himself to her that he was the Christ. Stay with us on The Buff Show. More to come with Jackie Elnor. You heard about the simple math with a solar electric system earlier in the show. Not all homes qualify. An energy evaluation by a qualified professional to get the fully informed information is always recommended. If your home qualifies, solar is always a prudent financial move. All Solar Energy in Longwood has been educating homeowners, roofing companies, property management firms, and now radio hosts about solar for 22 years. We have experts to perform no cost, no obligation energy evaluations to see if your home qualifies and explain the simple math of solar. Call All Solar Energy tomorrow at 866-412-4218 or visit the website www.allsolarenergy.com. Let them know you heard about it from me, Matt Buff, on The Buff Show. We have a great new sponsor on the show, Satellite Phone Store, and Jonah is representing them today. Jonah, welcome to The Buff Show. Hey, great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. And man. we're great to have you as a partner on The Buff Show. Absolutely. All uh, right. Let's talk about Satellite Phone Store. First of all, the website. Website. Uh, you can go to our website. It's uh, www.satellitephonestore.com. Pretty easy, right? Pretty I easy, almost said it for you. Absolutely. Now, you brought some products here that we want to talk about. Uh, first of all, let's talk about this right here. This is the Bibby Stick. So we did used to have a uh, promotion where we were actually giving out free phones. Yeah. Uh, currently, there is a global shortage on a lot of these phones. So we came up with a solution. Uh, as of right now, we pre-ordered for the year 20,000 of these devices for the Bibby Stick. Wow. That could last anywhere from five months, could last up to 12 months, we don't really know, but um, this will pretty much take place so that way when the grid does go down, people still have a way to two-way communicate with uh, their loved ones and their friends and families. Uh, we are doing a, a promotion right now during this convention. Um, a after June 1st, everything is going up, unfortunately, on some of the uh, service plans, uh, but right now we are doing a $55 plan, a $69.95 plan. Both plans come with a free Vivi stick, which is usually retailed at $249. Wow. So you're saving that. Um, it'll also come with unlimited texting. It comes with the uh, damage insurance on, on the $55 one. The, the other plan will come with uh, lost or stolen, so we replace it for you. And also a Galileo program. It's almost like a, uh, a Twitter for podcasters. Yeah. So they can give you live updates even when everything's down. No, that's great. But yeah. what about... People watching this after the convention. I mean, after if, the convention, if they hear you reference that, can they say, "Hey, absolutely, we, we, we heard right. you say that. Will you honor that?" Yeah, absolutely. So uh, everybody can uh, either go to our website, like I said, it's www.satellitephonestore.com, or uh, just because uh, you guys are actually listening to this podcast today, uh, just type in a Sat One Two Three Four 
sat1234.com. So that's sat1234.com. Yeah, very good. Everybody check it out. We are back on the Matt Buff Show. Let's jump right back in with Jackie Elnor. And you compare that with the Canaanite woman who, who clung to Jesus and said, my child is sick, please heal her. And he says, I don't throw, throw uh, you know, my bread before dogs. Remember that? And she was going, oh, you know, how could you say that? You know, even, even the dogs eat the scraps from their master's table. But you see, he, he says, and then he told her, I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And, and so there's these, so it was different. The Samaritans, the Northern tribes that merged everywhere, he still was sent for them. He said, he told the Jews, I have other sheep. And, and the Mormons may try to say they're the other sheep. I think some of the cults, the cults have mixed this stuff up so bad that we don't even have the proper worldview. But, you know, again, when the 144,000 are sealed, I believe it's going to come from all over the Western world. And, but it's just with Israel being a nation, I mean, America being a nation where all of them came together here in the 16 and 1700s. And, uh, and that's where we all are. We were gathered here. Absolutely. Do you think the fall of Christianity in America and around the world, the people leaving the church is also prophetic? Absolutely. It's part of the great departure and the great apostasy that would happen before Jesus comes. And uh, scripture says when he comes, will he even find faith on the earth? It's going to be very hard to find. And that is the same the same pattern that the Israelites always did. They always wanted to merge with whatever culture they were in. I mean, look what happened in the Exodus when Moses was gone for a little while and they built up, they built the, the golden calf and said, oh, he's the one that brought us out of Egypt, right? And, and so they always did that. And that's the pattern always has been, and it is now that they turn aside from following the Lord. And we know that the, the whole condition of the planet has to be so far gone and so against God for that cup of iniquity to be full before God casts it down upon the earth for judgment. And so both the United States and Israel are, are part of the time of Jacob's trouble because we all come from Jacob so for, in his, his, as far as the Western world goes. And, and I looked at all the other nations, none of them really had any sort of biblical foundation at all when you look at india and 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 china and japan and you've got buddhism and hinduism and all these long-held false religions in these places that where christianity rarely made a dent and um but there are those you know again it's not just that white people can be saved it's we are what what, what whoever is of the house of israel they are the ones that are God's witnesses, and nobody has sent out more missionaries than the United States of America has in the past. And that's why her fall is so bad, because she was given so much in the beginning as she, you know, was chased. People were chased here because of persecution. You had the Quakers and the Puritans and the Moravians and the Mennonites and all of them that founded those 13 colonies. They were... Uh, you know, being chased out because of persecution. I think of 
John Bunyan, who wrote Pilgrim's Progress from prison because he was preaching without a license. And God made provision for all of his persecuted people because, of course, as, as believers, no matter what nation we're from, we're grafted in. We're grafted in to the olive tree of Israel. And uh, and so it, it brings everything together. And I think I think when the 144,000 are sealed, you know, whoever left is whoever is left here, whether the rapture happens first or later, I don't try to I say it can happen at any time. Um, you know, I think that people will be shocked, you know, that 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 they're being sealed from all these various countries. You, on the back of the book, you have, there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed and hid that shall not be known. At this point, it's a matter of faith, but you can look to, you mentioned Ezekiel 38, you can look to Revelation, you can look at a lot of things and look at our community during this Pride Month, for example, where they talked about up will be down, right but will be wrong. Wars, rumors of wars, and nation against nation, brother against brother. That's more prevalent today than ever. I mean, the divide in America alone, you mentioned that earlier, is astounding. And we're not going to give up our side in the, on the buff show. We're going to say, okay, liberals, you're right. Let's just do it your way and screw everything up. No, the divide continues to worsen as people fall into the great deception. And yet that has to happen before the culmination of all things. And that's the hardest thing to look at because, you know, we can't understand why people seem to be brainwashed or something like they're not even thinking logically anymore. Like there's some pandemic of insanity going on. Uh, and that is just because the spirit of Antichrist is hard at work right now, preparing the way for his man of the hour that's going to be coming on the scene. And so he's preparing the people. This is the work of the of the of the forerunner of the Antichrist that is putting this all together. When you see someone like Klaus Schwab getting up there and dictating what the whole world is going to have to comply with and uh, what the future is going to look like when you own nothing and are and are still happy. Because <laughs> you know? that's what they're that, but see, they're being they don't even know that they are mere puppets of the devil. They're mere puppets of the spirit of Antichrist because it's from that spirit that they speak. Wow. Any any um, thoughts on is the Antichrist alive today? Do you believe that they're coming up in the world somewhere? Like you mentioned Klaus Schwab. There's a lot of people that are so power hungry and want people to be programmed out there we know it's not joe biden let's just put it that way <laughs> okay, my, my number my favorite candidate is elon musk but no, i don't think he's gonna, i really don't think he's going to rise out of america first of all i think it, he will be i think from one of the northern tribes okay i don't he's not i don't believe he's going to be from judah i do believe he's going to come from the tribe of dan as i said before and he's going to be called the assyrian and a lot of people think well since he's being called the assyrian he must be uh an arab or something and because there's a lot of people are teaching there's this arab antichrist they don't believe that for a minute when the uh in 720 bc when all when when the um northern tribe was scattered they went up north of course from the assyrian captivity right and so the people up there 
and beyond were, were referred to back in the day of Jesus. They were even referred to as Assyrians. And so, but they kept going, you see. The, the Anglo-Saxons, a lot of historics, you know, the historians I've looked at, especially in the 1800s for some reason, could see that that was the, the Saxons were Isaac's sons. And they were, then they like, even with, with the, the last diaspora of the Jews after, after Rome, you know, sacked Jerusalem, they all went in the same general vicinities around them. And that was the same path with where Christianity spread, fortunately for us. But it, it, it wasn't, um, you know, it, it was God had prepared all our hearts and all of us were then, once we accepted the Messiah, then we were to take that to the corner, the four corners of, of the earth. And, and that's what we've done, but you don't see, you don't see a total overcoming of all of those false religions in those, in those other countries, other than in Western civilization. And that I too, when you look at the promises made to the tribes, you can see that is where the fulfillment of all of the promises to the tribes took place was in Western civilization. And, and, and so that I believe comes down to this crazy stuff going on today with this anti-white stuff. I mean, and if you're a white, if you're, if you're right on the right, then you're a deplorable and the persecution is, is going to come against, against Christians, be they nominal, be they Catholic. Whoever names the name of Christ, they're considered the ones that want to hold on to their guns and Bibles. And so they're going to be targeted. It's going to look like the Holocaust on steroids. And wow. that's what I see also when you start recognizing who the players are, that that explains the, the wideness of the hatred of the, of the, the so-called deplorable. So Trump kind of really got that stirred up. I think it really stirred up the spirit of Antichrist when he moved the embassy to Jerusalem, when he had the picture of him everywhere with Net, him and Netanyahu shaking hands. It was like the, the a preview of those two sticks, those two that come together. And that infuriated him. And look at the response that the devil in his fury did to both of those men. When, when that shook him up. Oh, that is an excellent point. We have to continue this down the road, but I want to make sure everybody checks out the book because Jackie goes into this a whole lot more. We're going to post the link on thebuffshow.com slash Jackie Elnor and on the homepage, The United States of Israel, America in End Time Prophecy. We don't want to spoil the ending of what you write about because <laughs> this is just, remarkable and just when you just said the two sticks with netanyahu and trump and how how the rage formed up against both of them they're they're both uh out of power for the moment but that might change soon too jackie alnor thank you so much for this extremely important and wonderful insight thank you for having me so, so glad to see you matt blast from the past i look older you look the same <laughs> makeup <laughs> that's awesome very good everybody thank you so much for joining us on the buff show this evening we'll see you next time stay smart out there